So we are um, in the last week of a series called The Good Shepherd, as we are um, in the process and really beginning the process officially today of calling some more men to serve our church family as shepherds, um, elders, and, and men who will watch over and love this church family well. And it is such an important part um, of this church. And, and the reason, just as Israel needed a shepherd and needed many shepherds to guide them and direct them, we as the people of God need people watching over us and, and helping to move us in a direction towards Jesus. Because so easily we lose our way. We lose sight of the direction we're headed. And last week I shared um, what I call the contemporary version of Psalm 23. And I just want to kind of begin there again because I think um, it's not really a contemporary version. It's more of a human nature version. Because it's the exact opposite of what Psalm 23 talks about and conveys to us. I am in charge. All I do is want. I don't have time to slow down, much less lay down. The once green pastures are now parched land. The once abundant water now just muck and mire. I walk the path of least resistance to be seen to be known, to make a name for myself. Truth be told, dark shadows surround me with constant fear and little comfort. I have prepared my feast, but my enemies have all welcomed themselves to my table. All of them. Fear, anxiety, anger, addiction, discouragement, shame, and regret. Their voices drowned out all others. Surely worry and fear will follow me all of the days of my life. And I will wander as an exile, longing for home. And you, you hear the words of Psalm 23 and the, the promise of comfort and the promise of hope. But yet so many times our life is lived at that pace and that speed. Where we're running from the next thing to the next thing and we constantly lose sight of where we're headed. A few years ago, Gracie and Cammie and I went to a wedding in Cleveland, and as we were driving down I-20 on our way, we saw this vehicle in front of us. And it, it, I was thinking, I told Cammie, just take a picture, don't worry, I didn't take a picture driving on 20 of this, but I had my wife take a picture for me. And, and sometimes it's just like, that, that feels like life to us, doesn't it? Like you're just, you're overloaded and you're just hanging on. You got, I don't know, duct tape or straps or whatever you can find to hold everything together. And, and it's so easy when we live life at that pace to find ourselves off path. Right? To think we're pointed north. <laughs> and to not really be pointed north. Right? Thanks, Brad. I appreciate that help. I removed it because I have that down now. It's south. But the, the problem for us is we don't have great vision. And we don't have great, a great ability to hear the voice of the shepherd saying, slow down. 
and come find drink in these calm waters. Come find food. Come find a place to rest. Because we've got to keep going. And we spend way too much time listening to the wrong voices. Voices many times that may not be bad voices, but voices that misdirect us and pull us away from what matters the most. And you you hear the words of that psalm that that I wrote, and, and it might touch a nerve with you. Maybe, maybe it connects. Maybe that's what you feel like right now. Is that you have been running and that now you're running on empty. And I would just say I, I can relate. Because a year ago, that's where I was. And I was discouraged. And I was hurting. And I needed help. And the beautiful part of this church, and and for me especially, is the the eight men I get to work with on a constant basis who are our shepherds, who were able to love me and care for me during that time, to continue to point me back to Jesus, continue to encourage me to keep moving forward, because I will tell you there were some days where I thought, I think I'm just done. I'm burnt out. I'm hurting. I'm broken. I'm discouraged. Because the last two years, and for anyone who's a leader of anything, I mean, a teacher, a doctor, a nurse, if you are in charge of anything, the last two years have been so incredibly difficult, so incredibly disoriented. And that's why we have people all over our nation who we've, we've seen a rise in, in drug and alcohol abuse. We've seen a rise in, in people who are just battling depression and anxiety. We've, we've seen people who are struggling more now with addiction than ever before. And I think these last few years have reminded me more than ever of our incredible need for shepherds. People who can walk alongside us when we're not okay. Because let me, let me just tell you, there are these times in your life, because we want life to just kind of be like this, on this upward path. And if you've been in our, our classes talking about the Psalms right now, one of the things that, that you know, David Litton's pointed out is life is not here, it's not here, it's not here, it's here. Constant flow, constant up and downs. And the other part of that, the, the reason that it's so important that we gather is because all of us come in here today at different places. And maybe today you're right here and someone else is right here and you have the, the chance just to put your arm around them and love them and hug them and say, hey, we, we're here for you, we're walking with you. Because it, it's not just the shepherds that we need to, to love us well. It, it's the body of Christ because God's Spirit dwells in each and every one of us. And we have the opportunity every time we gather to be the voice of Jesus to one another. And it is so incredibly important for our church. Because if you look at Psalm 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet waters. 
He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all of the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And one of the things I, I noticed is I, I've just been going through that psalm over and over and over and over over the past several months. Is it is all about blessing. It, it is the shepherd blessing the sheep which was Israel's divine vocation from the very beginning that as the people of God they would be a blessing to this world they would be a blessing to one another and that the world would see God's love through their love the love of God and so as we call shepherd these men who will serve our church we're calling men, not who are perfect, but men who are committed to trying to reflect the love and life of the Good Shepherd. To love and care for the sheep. And so this morning, I want to kind of just end, instead of talking about what you need to do, I want to talk to our shepherds for just a moment. Those who are currently shepherds, and those who will be shepherds about what we need from you as our shepherds. Because, as I said, we are sheep that get lost from time to time. We get distracted. And we need people to call us back to the ways of Jesus. So John 10, starting in verse 1, Very truly I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. Verse 4, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him. Because they know His voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from Him. Because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. From our shepherds, we need you to listen to the voice of Jesus. Above everything else, above caring for us, above Anything else you will do, we need you to listen to the voice of Jesus. And for you, that requires living at a slower pace. Because the reason at times we struggle to hear the voice of the shepherd is because there are so many other noises in our world and in our life that drowned out the voice of the shepherd who's calling us, who's speaking to us. And this church, the people of God who gather here, need you to listen to the voice of Jesus. Not, not just to know about Jesus, but to know Jesus. 
to, to walk with Him, to have this intimate relationship with Him. Because you are the one that points us back to Him in the end. You are the one who continues to call us forward. To call us forward with great hope and trust that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Because as we get distracted, we forget. And we need you to have the ears, to have the heart that listens constantly to the voice of Jesus. Going on in chapter 10, Therefore Jesus said again, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate, and whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. He goes on to say, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He, the hired hand is not the shepherd. And does not know the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. Verse 13, the man runs away because he is a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. That our shepherds must listen to the voice of Jesus. And they must walk in step with him. So that they can provide protection for our church. And that is an incredible responsibility. It is an incredibly difficult task because there are voices and there are people from all over the world. Because the spirit of the power of Satan is at work in this world. And he roar, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And he's trying to find ways in. And we need men who will protect. And men who will guard. So secondly, we need you to care for yourself so that you can care for us. Because, and I can just say as a leader, one of the most difficult things to do is to care about yourself first. But if you consistently make a habit of caring for others before you care for yourself, eventually you'll run out of gas. Eventually you'll be leading on empty. And so you must feed and care for your soul. And make that a priority. Because to lead other people well, you must first lead yourself well. It's why Jesus consistently got out of people's range. It's why He went up into the mountains. It's why He went away in, in the morning at dark to be able to be refreshed and to walk with, Je or to walk with God to walk with His Father, to be one with Him. 
And as a leader, if you do not consistently do that well, eventually you'll run out of gas. And you'll be trying to lead on empty. Because your private, or I'm sorry, your public life and leadership are built in private. It's built when no one else sees and when no one else knows what's going on. You know, last week we looked at Titus and what he tells these men, these shepherds, they're supposed to be. This week I want to talk, look real quickly at Timothy in verse 2 of chapter 3. Now the overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, and able to teach. Not given to drunkenness, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, and he must do so in a manner worthy of full respect. If anyone does not know how to manage his own family... How can he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert or may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. That We're talking about a man, a person who lives a life of integrity, not perfect, we cannot hold these people to a standard that's impossible. Because if perfection is our standard, Jesus is our only option. But we're calling men who have a pattern of living their life with integrity. Does anger creep in at times? Yeah, possibly so. Do they, do they struggle with forgiving people at times? Yes, probably so. Do, do they struggle with just being a human being? And living life too fast. And not slowing down enough to hear the voice of Jesus. Yes, that's going to happen. That's part of asking people who are human beings to come and shepherd and lead other human beings. But is there a consistent pattern, a consistent pattern in their life of walking with Jesus and being one with Him and loving Him that we see? That, that is what we are looking for. That is what we are needing people to do. Not to be perfect, but to be sinners saved by grace who love Jesus and are following Him with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Someone who has been radically transformed by the grace of God. And you can ask, well, why is that so important? Why is it so important for us? Because the job of a shepherd is incredibly difficult. It is an incredibly difficult task. Most Sundays, um, my younger two children will be running around the halls, running sprints under your walkers, around your legs, and dodging you. You'll probably see them. But before they start running around with their friends, they'll always bring me their stuff. Parents, you know. They bring you their Bible and their worksheets and they run up, Dad, 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 and they dump it on me and then they run off. And as a leader with people, that's how we live life. 
people will bring you their stuff. They will bring you their addictions. They will bring you their discouragement, their depression, their anxiety. They will bring you their marriages that are falling apart. They will bring you all of their stuff and dump it on you. And over time, the weight of that will become incredibly difficult to bear. Because you have been called as a shepherd because people have seen your heart and they see the compassion and the love for people that you have within them. And because you are a compassionate and caring and loving person, you carry that weight. And over time, it gets heavy. And it gets difficult. And it's why the care for your soul is so incredibly important that you take care of yourself so that you can take care of us. You, you remember Moses leading the people of Israel in the desert. The, the people complain because they've left Egypt and the water that they have to drink is bitter. And then they complain to Moses that we don't have any food. And they, they complain and say, we should have just died in Egypt. That would have been better than to be out here and to be free because we don't have anything to eat. Again, they complain about not having any... And I noticed something as I was listening to these complaints because it just happens chapter after chapter after chapter. Is the people who were complaining to Moses about being hungry and tired and thirsty and lost were complaining to a leader who was hungry and tired and thirsty and lost. Because being the shepherd did not mean they would not struggle with the same thing that the rest of the sheep are struggling with. It would mean that they were older and wiser and knew where the source of their rest or the source of their food was. And they could continually call the people back. It's difficult because the role is exhausting. It's difficult because at times you're hit with friendly fire. It's difficult because it's just flat out difficult to lead people. It's difficult because people will complain. The people that you love and serve will make your life difficult at times. And as a church, one of the greatest things that we can do to bless our shepherds is to constantly encourage them and to constantly pray for them and to constantly lift them up because they have an incredibly difficult task, but an incredibly important task.
for the care of the people of God. And there's this, this moment in one of the stories is Moses is leading the people into battle. And Moses says, I'm going to go stand up on the mountain and I'm going to hold up my staff and I'm going to go before the people. And so Moses, early in the morning, goes up on to the rock. And he stands with the staff above his head. And as long as his staff was up in front of the people, Israel was winning the battle. But as you can guess, eventually his, time, his arms started to get tired. Because the weight was just too much to bear. And Aaron and her have Moses sit on a rock as he holds on to the staff and they hold up his arms. They care for the shepherd. Because if you stay here long enough, you don't have to be holding anything. But the weight becomes too much to bear. And I just want to say to you, eight men, that I love to death. I love serving with. I'm so thankful for you. As a church, we want to hold up your hands. We love you, and we are grateful for the men that you are. And I am so grateful for the way that you walk with Jesus. And I am thankful for you. And the last thing we need from you, and, and, and probably many, many more, but trying to condense it into a short, short sermon. Point us back to Jesus. Not point us to the way to do church. Not point us to the way... Point us back to Jesus. Because if we will get that direction right, everything else will take care of itself. Point us back to the way of Jesus so that we would walk with Him. Because your job is not to deliver the people. It's to lead the people. And in verse 9, He said, I am the gate. And whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. That we would listen to the voice of Jesus, but that you have the opportunity to be the hands and feet and voice of Jesus in our life. And for that, we are grateful. As a church, let's commit and continue to love our shepherds well and to support them and lift them up. And as we talk about that, I want to just let you know about one. Ron and Gwen, if y'all want to stand for just a second. I know you said you didn't want to bring a bunch of attention to yourself, but I don't really care. 
Ron and Gwen have loved this church family really well for a long, long time. And Ron right now has just decided he wants to step back from being a shepherd. But if you know Ron, you know that he won't step back from being a shepherd. He will continue to shepherd and love this church well, but just not in an official way. And Ron, I want you to know, and Gwen as well, we are so thankful for you, for the way that you have loved this church family so well for so long, and know you will continue to do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's not an effective immediately thing. He's going to kind of go through the process with us and continue to shepherd and, and love this church. But um, we did kind of want to let you know that. And just to say thank you, Ron and Gwen, we love you. We're grateful for you. Well, as we begin this process, I want to invite Noel Bethay up this morning. And we want to talk just a little bit about this process Welcome, Noel. Thank you. All right. Noel, you want to kind of just begin with our committee? Okay. Am I on? Yes, I can tell that. All right. We have six people on our elder selection committee, and I would uh, ask them to stand at this time so you can see who they are. You will know most of them. However, some of our newer members... Uh, might not know them. <clears throat> that would be Joseph Dennis and Ron Masters and Nathan Manley and <clears throat> Jim Fitzpatrick. And there should be... Chris is out of town. Chris is out of town, okay. So <clears throat> these gentlemen are our uh, committee, and we want you to know to begin with that we are facilitating your input so that you are the ones who are selecting our, uh, our new elder candidates. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we want to invite you guys, this, this group, to come on down right here to the, the center. And our, other, our current shepherds are going to come. And we're, we just want to surround. I want to pray over you guys as we begin this process. I want to just kind of hang out down front so everyone can fit. Come on in. Let's pray over them. Father, this is an incredibly important rhythm in the life of our church. And Father, we're so thankful for these men and their willingness to work and serve this church family um, through helping us through this process. And Father, we pray, pray your blessing on them as they begin. Father, we pray that your spirit would dwell deeply within their hearts, that you would guide this process for us as a church, and Father, that you would bring men here to continue to serve as we move towards our 2030 vision. Father, we're so thankful for the men that you're going to call. Men, Father, who are going to have a major impact on what we look like in the coming years and, and really coming decades. 
Father, it's my hope and my prayer that, that these new shepherds, as they come in, will really get the heart and the soul and the DNA of this current group. That we will continue to move forward with our 2030 vision and loving our, our community well and being the voice of Jesus in Tyler, Texas. We thank you so much for this time that we have together, the time that we get to gather in the name of Jesus, to celebrate him, to walk with one another. Father, to, to just celebrate your goodness. We thank you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys. Well, no, let's talk just real briefly about the process okay. that we're going to go through. And there's six steps of that. All right. Do we have the slide? Yeah, up? it's right there. Okay. We are actually on step number three at this point, the nomination phase. Two prior steps. Uh, Gary has been doing the preaching on the shepherd. And then we went through our week of prayer and fasting about this process. We are now today going to start the nomination process. And that will run from today through next Sunday, the 17th at 7 p.m. And then following that, counting the cost. And we will explain this more as we go along. But then discernment and affirmation. Those are the six steps of the overall process. And, and this is the same process that we've used here in the past at Shiloh. And so I know for many of you, you're very comfortable with this because we have. But for those of you who are newer, that's just kind of an overview of what we're going to go through. So let's talk a little bit about the nomination phase, Noel. Okay. The nomination phase is the opportunity for all of you to consider who you would like to uh, nominate as an elder candidate. And we have set up today, out in the library, there are three tables, two of the tables that were there before and then a, a black covered table. On each of those tables are a nomination form. Now, this slide shows you half of the form. On the actual form, it's a, the lower half is another uh, section like the top. And even though you may only nominate or list one person, we ask that you not separate this form, but that you fill it in either just the top or bottom or both, and then fold it over so that the contents of what you've written are on the inside. We are gonna try very hard to keep uh, confidentiality in this process up until the time that we announce the candidates. So could I only nominate two people? There's only two places on the form. You can nominate two people, or you can nominate three or four, or however many you like. Good. And then, let, let's just real quickly, when I finish my form, what do I do again? Okay. Now, you may want time, additional time, to think about this, uh, that who you would like to nominate. But if you know now who you want to nominate and, and are ready to do so, then, as I said, in the library, you can pick up the forms. They're on those three tables. There are pins there. You can go ahead and make your nomination. And then there's a box over on the counter that's been uh, installed there 
and just drop it in the top of that box and, and we will uh, maintain those and keep them until we have all the uh, forms collected. And at that point, then we will go through a tabulation and see how many, who all was nominated and how many nominations each one gets. And so we have all week until Sunday at 7 p.m., correct? That's right. And the box, which is in the library today and will be in the library next week, next Sunday, will be in the office area during the week. So if you happen to want to turn in a form during the week, the box will be in the office area over in the admin. Yeah. And we know it's Easter, and you might be traveling to be with family coming up next week, and so we definitely want to give you the opportunity to, to get that in during office hours. And so um, we're excited about this process. This is really big for the life of our church. Right. We, we hope and we pray that that we can facilitate this process well for you. Uh, we ask that you prayerfully consider who you might want to nominate. We have now, and we have had some outstanding examples of shepherds. Uh, one that comes to mind who was a former shepherd um, is Travis Hunt. Travis Hunt loved this church. He loved the Lord. And he served with humility and wisdom and grace. That's the type of person. And, and you know there are people now who already are acting as shepherds. They just don't have that official capacity. Those are the kinds of people that we are we're looking for and we hope you'll think about. Yeah. And, and as we think, this, this is such an important process right now in the life of our church. We're moving towards our 2030 vision. And, and I, I've told these guys, like, I, I hope and my, my prayer is that the DNA of that group right now just gets so ingrained in this new group because that new group is going to be the ones that are coming up leading us into 2030 and 2040 um, and just being an incredible blessing to our church family for years and years to come. So, Noel, thank you so much for being a part of the process and um, sharing with us a little bit. Anything else you want to? add about the process? No, I don't think so, other than that uh, as we move through the process in these other phases, we will give you additional input and yeah. instructions on how that will proceed. So <clears throat> you, you have recognized the folks that are on the committee. If you have any questions, please go to one of those folks and we'll be happy to try to help you with that. Okay? All right. Hey, thanks so much, Noel. Appreciate thank you. it. Well, as we, we wrap up this morning um, with that, thank you, Noel, and, and the rest of the committee. Um, this is an exciting time for us as a church family. Um, but we also want to say not everyone in this room is a shepherd, right? Um, we are all sheep, and we all struggle, and we all have really good times, and we all have really bad times. And we want you to know as a church that our shepherds are here to walk with you through those times. There are a lot of people in this room that would love to walk with you through difficult times. But what we know above everything else is the incredible lengths the good shepherd went to to care for his flock. That God became man and came to earth to live among us. To, to live among the sheep. 
so that he could be close enough that we could hear his voice. And this morning, I just I ask, do you know him? Not do you know about him, but do you have a relationship with him? Are you walking with him? Do you hear his voice? Is he transforming and changing your life? I mean, is your life different because of Jesus? And today, like every other day, you have a decision that you can make. Today is going to be a day that I finally surrender to Jesus. And maybe it's today I surrender to Jesus for the 1,397th time because I've done it time and time again and I've lost my way. And the beautiful news about the grace of Jesus is that He continues to say, come home. Come back to me. And so as we conclude this morning, our shepherds are going to be in the back of the auditorium with their spouses. They would love to pray with you. Um, If you've never given your life to Christ, you want to do that, you could do that now and be baptized into Jesus and start today as a new creation in Christ. So whatever your need, come while we stand and sing.